Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best childhood trend, top gaming consoles, best blender. Nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong, even when they think they are right. I'm your host, Tom Lockhart, and with me as always is... Eric Shane. Hey, Tommy. How you doing, bud? Hey, I just saw you like a couple hours ago. Hey, yeah, I saw you too with the the first win streak of the year for the Seahawks. So we're feeling pretty yes. good. Yeah, so good. Kind of a sleepy, sleepy Sunday there on uh, old Gordy's couch with the early 10 a.m. starts. Or they're kind of tough for us, but yeah, uh, we, everyone we there through. just we all looked like we just wanted to be asleep by halftime. And uh, yeah, I, I barely made it through a second beer because it was making me real sleepy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I know how much you love your second beer. Who yeah. else likes beer? Uh, I not today. Zach Rancourt does, but not today. I was I was hungover, and I had a horrible headache when I woke up. I was very angry. I woke up at six, and I went back to sleep two hours later. It just was. It, I could not like quit it. I thought I was gonna vomit, but no. It was one of those days that I was like, nope. Today is gonna be a lazy football day. And then I ran to Costco, and now I'm here. Golly, mister, I'm sorry you were angry. <laughs> so angry. Angry every time I have to get up that early, which is every day for work. <laughs> yeah. No, I wake up at 6.30 every day. I'm not worried about it. I just more was like, why can't I go back to sleep? Because my head is pounding and it sucks. Oh, yeah. That great feeling. That's that's when I get a hangover, that's the only thing I feel. Like my body feels fine and I don't feel nauseous at all. I just always have a terrible headache. Yeah. Just a combination of mixing the things last night. So that was a bad idea. Probably. (laughs) Probably. Uh, Well, this sounds like a great situation that would go on in a sitcom. And guys, what the hell is a sitcom? Does it need to be filmed in front of a live studio audience? Uh, I mean, I love to laugh. I also love situations. Big fan of them. Love when a situation happens. So maybe that's a sitcom. Anyway, today... We've got a special episode for everyone because we love TV so much. We are doing our top 10 sitcoms. We are splitting it up into top five animated and top five non-animated shows. To enhance discussion, we didn't share our list with each other. And by no means are we experts or historians in said categories. Well, maybe we are because I watch a lot of these. We're just few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. I will start us off. Wait, this Tom, one, are we are we going to start with uh, just doing our top five non-animated or our top five animated first? What I do you think do the, w- the way I was going to do it is go back and forth. So okay. we're going to start with non-animated as the first one and then just alternate back okay. and forth. So cool. my first non-animated one, I actually talked to somebody about this and they were like, nope, that's a dumb pick. And I was like, you're dumb. Shut up. <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's the show New Girl. Wow. I've watched New Girl several times, and it is a great show. I laugh tons, and I identify very much with Jake Johnson's character, Nick. He's basically just a grumpy old man who doesn't trust banks and just has a whole bunch of stupid ideas and fixes things in an interesting way around the apartment, whether it comes to the plumbing, which is fixed with a Mountain Dew bottle, which, I mean, that's how you <laughs> fix plumbing, right? Uh, but yeah, I love New Girl, and I I think it gets a bad rap just because it's like Zoe Deschanel, and it's like, I, I think people who haven't really seen it don't know that it's it's not just about the New Girl. It's actually about everyone who lives in the loft, which... 
is what three guys and a girl in a loft. And it just, I think it actually accurately depicts Los Angeles living. Cause there's no way you could live in a building without having three roommates saying that as a person who has never lived <laughs> in Los say, Angeles. <laughs> like how many times have you lived in LA, Tom? <laughs> but looking at prices here in Seattle, I, me and my wife probably couldn't afford a place, you know, without a couple of roommates because prices keep going up, guys. Yeah, they sure but this do. Is, but... This isn't a real estate podcast, though. <laughs> no, nor could it be intelligently. No, that would be awful. Uh, wow. <laughs> no, I, I have not seen New Girl. And I, I was wondering about this list. Now, that's kind of a double list we're doing here is a double cast. Um, we're we're going to get some crossover for sure, but definitely... Definitely some different ones because I, I, I've never seen New Girl. I've seen commercials for it, and I've heard good things, but I've just never seen it. I, I don't typically watch TV shows until they're off the air. That's just a weird little thing I do. I don't know why. Good news. It, it is off the air. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll <laughs> and, watch it now. And every season is on Netflix. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. So okay. binge tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not tonight, but okay. Maybe someday in the future I'll I'll try it. Zach, have you seen New Girl? I've seen episodes of it, and it's pretty funny, uh, but I never got into it. I'm just going to preface everything by saying I'm not a big TV guy. Uh, so <laughs> this list was these these two lists were actually really hard for me because mm-hmm. I wanted to be true to my list. And I wanted to make sure that I was not just putting Seinfeld or Cheers because I haven't seen Seinfeld and I haven't seen Cheers. So New Girl definitely have I, I've seen like a handful of episodes and my friends like it. They think it's funny. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind it. I think everybody in it is, is a good actor, but I just never really watched it. Oh, OK. Well, then I just Jake Johnson as mostly as a person, not even just that character. I just identify with him quite a bit. <sighs> but uh, Eric, what is your first one? Donde esta la biblioteca? Mi amativo la arana discoteca. Discoteca. Sorry. Community. Uh, Community oh, yeah. <laughs> was just a wonderful show that I get. I didn't see it till it was off the air. It's from the creator of Rick and Morty. Show set in a small, poorly, uh, <laughs> very poorly operated community college uh, by a pansexual imp of a dean who is amazing. Uh, Jeff Winger is, I guess you could call him the principal character because uh, it's just kind of based around um, his story. Sort of drives the whole thing. He's a disgraced former lawyer who had practiced law by bullshitting the fact that he'd never actually gotten a bachelor's degree first and got caught. And he had to return to school in his thirties, hell bent on bullshitting his way to a degree as quickly as possible, trying to get all the skate classes as much as he can to just quickly get it done. Uh, he ends up creating a, a fake Spanish study group as an excuse to try to get along with this blonde girl named Britta. And that she ended up, getting like a whole group together and that's how the, it it got formed. So it just grew from there. This group of friends go through all this situational comedic happen happenings. Uh, They have awesome episodes where they go into these full paintball wars just out of nowhere. Those are my favorite episodes. Um, It is a, it's a fun show, but it's also got a real kind of a, something that hits me personally is going back to school later in life. You know, not every, not all of us get it right like right out of high school you know, and have that traditional, you graduate high school and then you go straight to college for four years and move into your career and you know exactly what you want to be and all that. Hey, that's great. But and if you know, that wasn't me, uh, I don't, I, I don't think it was you guys either. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think, uh, 
the community college is great for getting back into uh, getting back to the swing of things of getting an education. Um, there's a character named Pierce Hawthorne played by uh, Chevy Chase, who he was actually a millionaire, super rich. He didn't have to go to school for anything, but he just kept going to, he just kept taking class after class after class, just because it kind of kept him sharp and, you know, gave him somewhere to be and something to do. Um, I, I, I kind of relate to that. And I, I, I kind of like the idea of community college, um, being a place where you can sort of reinvent yourself and refine yourself. And uh, the show is, is very inclusive and very warm and open with that kind of thing, but also hilarious and heartwarming. The characters are great and uh, introduced a lot of uh, uh, Troy and Abed uh, are the, the bromance of that show <laughs> that are just, just so, so charming. Uh, Donald Glover brought Donald Glover from the internet comedy uh, to the to the small screen. Now he's a big, big, big star. And um, I, I, I love community. If you haven't seen it, get on there, uh, go, it's on the internet, go watch it. All seasons are there. It is worth, uh, it's, it's a very binge worthy show. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got, yeah, you guys uh, seen it? I take yes, it. Yes. The Pelu Fort episode. It might actually be two episodes. I can't remember if they did a double for that. The one, Pillow Fort. It, yeah. The Pillow it, Fort episode. Yeah. It, it goes from Pelu Fort to Pelu country to, Pello world mm-hmm. where there's, you know, different, you know, countries yeah. that are fighting against each other. And it's just like, this is perfect. How did no one ever think about making like a Pello episode of anything? Like, I know. Ugh. And then they do the paintball uh, games. Those are the fun ones each year. And then they rip off Die Hard in one of them. So, <laughs> so Jeffrey. I like, I like yeah, no, Dean. <laughs> Dean Pelton is just, he's just oh, beautiful. I he's love funny. it. Yeah, no, it's it's really great. And actually, you know, I, I binged uh, Community. I was a late bloomer for it. I binged it uh, last year and I ended up having to buy or I think this year I ended up having to buy uh, one of the episodes. It was the D&D episode because it's actually not on Netflix because yeah. uh, Chan um, is it Chan or Chang? I think Chang. it's Chang. He goes blackface in it. And so Netflix didn't put it on there. Mm. Um it's it's interesting, though, because he, he did it as like he was being an orc. Right. But you know, dark elf. yeah, dark elf. And they're like, you know, that's not appropriate. Right. I just thought that was I was like, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they pulled this. Honestly, it's not. Uh, uh, it, no, it, it's, it's a little is... it's, it's a little different than what Disney used to do back in the day. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it's I understand that. in I mean, I'm not neither one of us really know. None, neither one of us in particular. I mean, we're not touched by, you know any sort of harm that would come from blackface. So it's difficult for us to see here and say, ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal. That's not really up to us. And they're really trying to err on the side of caution and just, you know, err on the side of let's just not go there. But to anybody who isn't aware of what Chang was doing there, he was portraying, he was sort of uh, role-playing this uh, character called a drow, a dark elf. And their skin is ebony purplish, like very, 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 very black. Cause they live, in underground cities. And so their skin evolved over time to just be very, very dark. But given the nature of all this, you know, the stuff that it's way too close to blackface that they're just, they just pulled it. So, which is a shame because it was a fun episode and it was an important episode too. Yeah. But so I, I, so I bought, I bought that episode because it's actually a really, you're you're right. It's a fun episode and it sets up for the second D and D episode. It's just interesting because I'm like, why did they have the second one in there? Why don't they just pull that one? Because you ruin the continuity with it. So I don't know. It had issues season four, you know, because uh, different writers and Dan Harmon was gone. 
Yeah. Uh, but and as soon as uh, Troy left, I kind of was like, eh, I'm not really into the show anymore. Once, so. yeah, once Troy left and then hurt Troy and Abed, that once Troy and Abed was, yeah, that sort of destroyed it. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's still fun. I I wanted to. It's <laughs> it's give funny. It a, just watch the whole thing because they have you know they really try their hardest at the end, but it's not the same after Troy's gone. You're right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I agree. Community is funny. It's um, it's a good one, man. For for mine though, uh, I again I had a really hard time creating this list. So some of these I had to throw together, and I'm like, I don't know if this is the greatest, but in my opinion, I'm just gonna run with it. So I'm gonna go first off and say Friends. Uh, Friends is one of those shows I was a late bloomer to, and I absolutely love it. I I understand all the quotes now when people quote it. I can't not move a couch and say pivot um, or not say pivot, I should say. And uh, anytime I I tell people when I was in Spain, I always give the the um, Joey's story. He's like, I was in Spain outside of Barcelona at Lake Tibidabu. And I do that whole thing. (laughs) And it's so awesome. Um, And then, yeah, like if if ever I have a fork, I'm like, what do we have? And I like lean down. I'm like, what do we have? (laughs) So it's I mean, it's such a funny show. I, I like literally laughed out loud. It was one of the first shows I remember laughing out loud by myself and be like, this is so funny. So Friends is, is like one of those all time comedies. It's it's just a show about nothing, about friends living in New York and, and their mishaps and, and the love that they have together and the camaraderie. But it's just infinitely quotable and it's it's fantastic. There's a reason why people are obsessed with it. Uh, you kind of just stole uh, friends isn't on my list, but it does have my favorite scene in TV. And you stole it from me there where Joey comes up on them eating cheesecake on the floor yeah, and looks at both of them and takes a fork out of his pocket and says, what are we having? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like very that is nonchalant. comedy gold. Like, because, oh my God. Yeah, Cause Ross and Rachel are, are eating cheesecake cause it's so good. And it, they were fighting over it and it falls right on the floor. So they're, they're just, they keep eating it cause they're like, well, we can't waste it. And then they stop cause they see Joey with his hands on his hips, looking at them like, what the hell are you doing? And then all of a sudden he bends down and pulls a fork out of his pocket and says, what are we having? It's so, so Joey. And it's, it's it's Chandler and Rachel, by it's, the way. It, it's perfect. It's perfect Joey. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, the, the show is, the show is fantastic. And it's also, oh, it's not on Netflix anymore. I think it left. I think it's on um, HBO Max. Yeah, yeah it's, it's on HBO, HBO Max. Now. So, but uh, yeah, Friends is on that list. My list. Good old Friends. How do you, yeah. how do you, you know, how do you go wrong there? Like you said, it's so important to so many people that it's for a lot of people it's their favorite show of all time so yeah it has to be on our list we had to mention it i'm glad you brought it up there's i've seen a lot of it even though i never actually sat down and watched the show ever at any point in my life i know so many of the scenes and i know all the characters i should tell you how important that show is to people right absolutely i think it's and and how culturally significant that show mm -hmm. is it's a worldwide phenomenon my my buddy's ex girlfriend said she she's from Vietnam and she learned English by watching Friends and I'm like holy shit that's, that's awesome a, good idea she uses the word pivot a lot she was like you're eating my sandwich <laughs> oh, the moist maker oh yes oh the moist maker ooh <laughs> all right Thomas what's your number two <laughs> my number two going to my first animated is I was going back and forth between two shows that had the same voice actor in the main role. Okay. And I went with Bob's Burgers. Hey! Bob's Burgers is probably one of... It's probably my favorite animated show. 
And it's just the little things because there's the little like quips that happen all the time in Bob's Burgers from the kids. Like (laughs) Bob will say something and then one of the kids will say the funniest thing ever that'll make me angry that it's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like it's just like a little thing. Like he just said something, they reacted and then they went to a new scene. It's like that was the funniest line in the whole thing. (laughs) Absolutely. And each kid is distinctly different and hilarious in their own crazy way <laughs> yeah uh, i uh i'll back you up on this it's not on my list but yeah bob's burgers is low-key brilliant um <laughs> yes you're right bob bob is great but linda the mom is hysterical she's such a mom and the kids are redonkulous the kids say the craziest things no these kids really do i mean <laughs> tina tina is just a god she's just a goddess she's just incredible <laughs> Uh, Louise is uh, wonderful, and Gene, I I I relate to Gene so much. Just a mm-hmm. weird kid who just sort of kind of dumpy and <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just weirdly himself, but is super comfortable with being himself and doesn't you know. I I, I love that kid. So Bob's Burgers is a wonderful show. Uh, with Tina, uh, but but <laughs> she, he was trying to let her drive the car. That's my favorite part in that entire show. And she's like, uh, he's like, Tina, turn. You have to, you have to turn. Turn the wheel. And then we have to leave a note. We have to we have to leave a note. Oh man, it's funny. Yeah, no. Show, I show me, uh, show me your everything's gonna be okay face. And she just has this the same of, face. This this face is just twisted and oh, poor poor girl. God, that is such a good show. Linda's the best. She's like Pass she's the cranberry sauce. Hey, that's a good Linda impression. Yeah. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> she's so funny. Uh. She says she's like, mommy doesn't get drunk. She just has fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a great quote. <laughs> she loves she loves going to dinner theater, and Bob's just like, I hate it's neither dinner nor theater. <laughs> oh yeah, and then she goes, she's like, I've only had a half of four bottles of wine. <laughs> so two bottles of wine? <laughs> no, it's a half very of four. It's a very quotable show uh, to anybody who's uh, <laughs> anybody, anybody by now. I think everybody's got the idea that it is a very very eminently quotable show. It's so fun. Uh, and again, like it's been on for 10 years, but it's, I don't hear people talk about how good it is other than just my, you know, you guys mm-hmm. and a couple of, you know, Courtney, but yeah, it's a great show. So yeah. thank yeah. you for bringing that up, man. Yeah. No problem. That's a good one. How, how about you bring something up now? Okay. Well, if we're dipping <laughs> into animated, <sighs> well, I mean, I guess we have to start off with the big one, the Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, that's how I, I can't sit here and say that I've watched every single episode of the Simpsons, but there are people out there who have, I'm not going to, I'm not going to explain what the Simpsons, everybody knows the Simpsons. They are a cultural, again, another one of those shows. That's a cultural phenomenon that's been around since what? 89. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like 88 or 87. It's been, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost 34 years. Cause it's as old as I am essentially. Yeah. Uh, there's like 33 seasons <laughs> I think it's been, yeah, 33 seasons of that show. Absurd. I have not seen every episode. Some people just love it. I've gone to uh, Universal Studios in um, uh, uh, LA. Down, yeah, down in uh, Anaheim. And uh, I think it's Anaheim. And uh, got no, it's, the, Lo- it's Los Angeles. It's like actually it in, yeah, it's in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we went down there and uh, got to, uh, you know, meet the Simpsons and <laughs> go have the, 
uh, a crusty burger and <laughs> uh, have one of those, uh, have a duff beer, had a duff beer while I was there. Ooh. It's uh, it's awful. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's real bad. Not at That's all. What good. I would expect out of duff beer. So, but, but you have to have it. It's you, when you go down there, you have to, I'm not going to, I don't, there's not a whole lot for me personally to say about the Simpsons. Bart Simpson. We, I grew up with him, his mischievous nonsense. Um, you all, you guys did too. Um, Homer, I grew up laughing at, and then I grew up to be, <laughs> to be Homer in a lot of ways. Mandy pokes a, pokes a lot of fun at me about that. Uh, she definitely to her, I am her Homer. She's definitely my Marge. She's, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, we definitely have that dynamic. <laughs> I'll do the, some dumb shit. And she's mm. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Marge. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what about? Uh, uh, okay. So, how about this? Because we all know the show. Favorite secondary character. No one's I, Yeah. See. Okay. Now that's toughy. Think about that for a second. I'm gonna go with the comic book guy who talks like this. Worst, worst movie, movie ever. ever. <laughs> uh, I think of Dylan quite Thank a bit. You. Thank you for the pregnancy <laughs> pants. I've never felt this kind of comfort before. <laughs> I think of Dylan quite a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, comic book guy. I I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's Hank Azaria. He's like, he's going, excuse me, coming through hot soup. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, has some of the greatest lines. Uh, so that one's actually, that one's actually on my list too. Cause it's one of my, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. And so like, okay. I just want to piggyback on what you're saying in terms of secondary character. Oh, man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll start there. Why not? It's just too well, hard to really pick one. I, I know. Let me throw let me throw mine out. So Go ahead. I I love garbage, like garbage people. So Mo is probably one of is my favorite secondary yeah. character. Cuz he's just a garbage person even though sometimes they try to endear you to him, but you got to remember Mo's a garbage person. And he's so, he's so self-deprecating like, too. He's, he's terrible as a person and and I love that. <laughs> He kind of yeah. knows it though. He just sort of he's so he just dumps on himself and poor bastard, poor Mo, poor Moses lack. Okay, I think I know Lionel Hutz. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, he's, because because Phil Hartman was amazing and he yeah. did him and Troy McClure and uh, Lyle uh, whatever Lyle Lands Lansby or whatever the Montreal guy. Yeah, and yeah. I mean. I miss Phil Hartman immensely, but Lionel Hutz was so sleazy and he always had some con and he just was like a a second rate attorney, third rate attorney, basically just so funny. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, uh, I think Lionel Hutz is definitely probably my favorite secondary character. Uh, but for everything you said and more, I mean, there's a reason why this TV show has been on for a long time. Now, I, I Simpson purists uh, kind of call it after episode or season 13. They they think it goes downhill from there. I mean, I even push it to 15 and a little bit beyond, but wow. it definitely drops in quality. And um, after the movie, because the movie was pretty funny, actually. Sure. But, but after mm-hmm. that, it, it, it dipped quite a bit in quality. Um, and you I mean, you know, the, the voice actors have been doing it for th- three decades, but they are starting to get older and you can tell like Marge's voice is, is a lot different now. And the jokes just don't resonate well with me. Um, I miss, I miss the classic episodes back in the day. You know, Simpsons did it. So all that kind of shit. Yeah. But uh, well, how much of that though, is there like, they're not doing well enough versus your expectations of nostalgia? Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I believe you can have too much of a good thing. And this show probably needs to end in my opinion, but 
it's it, it'd be dumb for them to end it like the creators because they're just making money off of it. But, yeah. you know, I'm just one person saying the Simpsons yeah. are an immensely important property for me. I used to record them on VHS. I quote it every single day. I, like, I kid you not, I, I say a line from a Simpsons uh, episode every single mm-hmm. day. And I have friends who pick up on that or they'll say something. They'll be like, food goes in here. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so <laughs> there, there's stuff like that that happens all the time. I. I always go, Marge, I'm not going to lie to you. And then I walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Spider pig, spider pig. There's so many good spider pig does. Yeah, there's so many good lines, though. And uh, I I agree. Simpsons is easily like my favorite uh, animated show. Probably my favorite show of all time. No, he can't. He's a pig. Look out. Here comes a spider pig. (laughs) And now we've had a spider pig. It's great. (laughs) Sure have. Um, the re- I dropped it off of my list because I haven't watched The Simpsons in ten years, and I was just okay. like, uh, "Like then it's you something that knew. is it? It's still on to this day, and yeah. I have not watched an episode since I was in my twenties, and oh, that's a long time ago. God, you are elderly. Okay, I know. Wait, we're yeah. the same age. Shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that show's been on for you know since okay since yeah we were about. Five years old was when that <laughs> show came out, and now we're in our late thirties. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't agree that it needs to end. I think it's still creative and still interesting as long as they're still having fun with it and they're you know they're coming up with new content. I mean, I, I it yeah. I understand. I, I agree with the concept of once the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Once the creative, it, it's just not as funny anymore. Or it's, it's just it's not worth it anymore it's not good to keep it alive just for the sake of money you know what i mean and mm-hmm. just yeah try to you know get every last drop of, of dollars you can get out of it just artistically sometimes the show needs to end because the show is over um i don't know if they're there yet though so but anyway so simpsons and okay i think uh, we both did simpsons for our mm-hmm. number one animated i guess that brings us back to you tom if you want to get your your number two uh, non-animated sitcom? Yeah, uh, and I was just talking about this one today while we were over at Gordy's because he had never seen an episode. And actually, I'm kind of sad because I said we had to watch a video and we never did. But that's The League. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's easy to identify with The League because I'm in multiple fantasy football leagues and mm-hmm. I understand the hate that you have for this stupid, stupid game. And the stupid, stupid people that you play in these leagues with, you yep. two are included. Yep. You're the worst just because you're in a league that I'm commissioner of. Yep. Well, <laughs> you're, you're in a league I'm the commissioner of. So. Um, uh, yeah, I'm the worst. Ugh. Yeah, we're the worst. Um, but we're bad for it each has other. one of my favorite characters in all of TV, Rafi. Rafi is a garbage monster person. As I've said, I love garbage. And he Mm -hmm. is the epitome of a garbage person. He's just a crazy sociopath who also happens to have hot uh, pocket dogs. Pocket dogs is the greatest idea I've ever heard. And I wish I had hot dogs in my pocket all the time. But uh, I'm not a garbage person enough to have hot dogs in my pocket all the time. Um. Yeah, I, I would say that I enjoy every character in their own sweet little way on the league, how they all just shit on Andre nonstop. And every once in a while, Andre is, is 
good and they don't know what to do because he doesn't take their shit sometimes but then he always gets pulled back to earth where he has terrible style and he's an idiot (laughs) but yeah the league is is a great show and it's an easy watch you don't even need to like be in a fantasy football league because it's just a good comedy (laughs) i've tried to explain that because rafi is so good as a character that he alone makes it worth a watch. They're all, I mean, the characters are all really cool and really fun. And it's a really fun show to watch. Like you say, even if you don't, even if you're not in a fantasy football league, you've never even heard of fantasy football. You would still have fun with that show. So I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a group of guys and that's all you need to know. Like it could be a group of guys doing anything and it would be just as funny. It's true. It just so happens that it's centered around the fact that uh, they they're in a fantasy football league, but really their their friendship predates being in this fantasy football league. It just kind of came from that. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because you, know, you, you got things from their past, like uh, fear boners. You, I mean, you get those when you're scared. It happens. Sure. Sometimes you just get so scared. Uh, oh, and and to say the the clip that I was going to show him was the Marshawn Lynch on the beach where it it yeah. shows how us Seahawks fans felt in that moment because yeah. Gordy as a Seahawks fan had never seen it. It's just like, what are you talking about? It's exactly how you felt on that day when the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl and you just felt like you were in like on fire and dying. Rafi came up with the concept of second harvest. <laughs> second harvest, second harvest yeah. is where you find droppings or, or even human droppings. And like, they, there's still pretty good food in there that wasn't digested. <laughs> so, you know, second harvest. Oh, gross. Yeah. Ariel's just like, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's all get the same girl pregnant tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, or I crapping am, out the booze. I mean, yeah. you got to crap out the booze. You crap just drink booze a lot. Out. And then if you crap it out, I'm sober. That's right. Easy. Yeah. (laughs) I am day drunk. Get ready to see my dick. (laughs) Anyway, this could could go on all night. Yeah, we could quote him forever. We we got a long show, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Dad. Well, I mean, do you want to do top five or top top ten? <laughs> all right, all right. I think Rafi Rafi pisses me off. He's actually, I don't think he's very funny. I, he's he's just so over the top vulgar. I think the show is hilarious. I just, okay. I'm, I can't stand Rafi. I'm well, like, you, okay. <laughs> he had a he had a, a small guest role in this show that I'm going to talk about. Parks and Rec. Ooh. Parks and Rec. Uh, show is beautiful for a lot of reasons. Uh, I mean, the characters are people you want to know. The dialogue is masterfully written and performed. Uh, They make Pawnee, Indiana kind of a warm town that you want to live in. You know, Uh, everybody in there is sort of crazy and (laughs) they go to, they go to the community uh, events held by, you know, by the government, by these council meetings. And they're just, they're crazy and weird, but it's such a weird, goofy mirror of, America, small town America, uh, that all three of us can relate to that is it's, it's a wonderful show. Um, and one of the things I love is that the way the show kind of bridged the divide between people who are just so vastly different, like Leslie, the main character, Leslie, Leslie and Ron, her boss, Ron, Leslie is, um, to anybody who hasn't seen it played by Amy Poehler is super, chipper and happy and go lucky. And Ron's kind of the dour standoffish, leave me alone types. Leslie is super 
government can fix everything and I'm going to, I'm going to go out of my way to make everything we need programs and this and that and this. And Ron is uber libertarian and wants to bring it all crashing to the ground if at all he can and can't justify spending taxpayer money on anything. Uh, and even though they're vastly different people, they still respect each other. They even admire each other. Um, April and Andy, uh, the young, the young couple or <laughs> become a couple in the show. Um, they they're they're very much the same way. It's like if a dog and a cat got married. <laughs> they're just very different people. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a fun sh- it's a fun show that uh, it shows that we don't always have to agree with each other hundred percent. But uh, you, you could be vastly different and still get along. Um, and that local government is a screwed up mess, but that it it can occasionally accidentally work, <laughs> and it can it can also work when devoted people get together and, and in a team and dedicate themselves to getting something done, they can get it done. So um, I enjoy that show immensely. I've, I've rewatched it a couple of times. It's, uh, it's Parks and Rec is also on my list. Because um, okay. I've actually been rewatching Parks and Rec the last couple of weeks. And it is just, I think it's better than another show that I feel like is going to be on Zach's list. And we'll talk about that when we get to Zach's choice. Okay. That's (laughs) a, that's a response we we just heard. Yeah. We can save it for that. Um, But I, I want to talk about Chris Pratt for a minute because I know that Zach, not a big fan of Chris Pratt. I think that this is this and the first guardians of the galaxy is like, that's where Chris Pratt, makes his money. I don't like the fact that Chris Pratt has kind of become an action star with like very little comedy. He needs to stick to Andy Dwyer or star Lord, that kind of range between those two, because Mm -hmm. in parks and rec, that's perfect. Chris Pratt. He's hilarious in it. He has two of my favorite moments. There's one that I watched a video where, uh, who's, who was the runner of the show? Was it, um, can't remember his name, but he said his, he hated something Chris Pratt did so much because it was so much funnier than anything he wrote. And that's where Leslie oh. is sick with the flu and she's leaving the office yeah. and she walks by Andy and he's typing something on the computer and he's like, Leslie, I put your symptoms into the thing up here and it says you may have uh, network connectivity problems. Right. <laughs> it was just Michael, like, I it's was just Michael something he that, did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it was just, it made him so angry because he did that just sitting because the desk, they didn't have internet. (laughs) So he just typed that in and it just gave him that message. And it's just like such a perfect line. Yeah. It's a fun, Um, fun improv. um, They had, there's quite a few of theirs in there. Uh, Donna is just this uh, (laughs) wonderful, wonderful and uh, confident woman where, and you know, she's definitely on the, uh, and I only mentioned this because it's, apropos of the quote um she's on the bigger side and uh they were talking about drinking something like and bring it up uh, a glass of water she's like do i look like i drink water <laughs> <laughs> i very and much identify was, with that <laughs> yeah that and that was uh that was that was off the cuff man that it's uh yeah she's wonderful so yeah, yeah. that's it's a that's i agree i'm, I'm glad you like the show it's a it's a very fun show uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I like, I like Pratt. I agree. He's, he's definitely, he's, he's more fun in the comedic roles than in the Jurassic park and things like that. I don't really care about that though too much. It doesn't bother me. I just, you know, I like him local guy. So. Yeah. I've never seen parks and rec, but I, I know it's probably hilarious, uh, but that's why I didn't put it on this 
list because I've, I've just never seen an episode. Um, I will at a certain point, but it's just one of those things that I'm. Yeah, I'm. There are other things I'm. I'm focusing on, but yeah, I've, I've heard it's. I've heard it's hilarious. Everything you guys yeah. said and more. <laughs> it's one of those shows that yeah, eventually you should get yourself around to. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I definitely will. Okay. Well, what about uh, what about you? What's your uh, what's your third there? Or your second? I mean, for your actual sitcoms. So uh, this show has been on for a very long time. Tom loves this show. I don't know if it's on his list or not, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, this show is it just it really it's it's about nothing. It's about the most awful people and what happens to them. And it's their laughs to be had left and right. The first few seasons are a little weak, in my opinion, but they do get so much better. Once Danny DeVito comes on. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And so many quotable lines from it. Uh, I am behind. I'm about five seasons behind, but it's all on Hulu and I'm, I'm rewatching them again. So I, I'm on season five right now. And they just they're, they're so good. My favorite episode is Charlie work. Um, it's like <laughs> yes. a, a day and it's, it's like, you know, filmed like Birdman style, like a one taker. So um, then you get to see Charlie run everything at the bar and be the most competent person there is. So, yeah, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, hilarious. But yeah, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I think it's one of the funniest shows ever. I have not seen a single episode of that show, Insane. but I've I've been told by Tom on multiple occasions. <laughs> Tom loves it. Tom, I'm going to give him. I'm just going to get my word in real quick. Yeah, I'm just putting on that. I've seen clips of the show. OK, but I've seen clips and a few funny and it seems very funny. That, anyway, I start blasting kind of thing. Danny DeVito. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> then I start blasting. Then I start blasting. Sorry, uh, I dropped my wad of hundreds and my Magnum condoms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will let Tom riff off of it. And I'll just be quiet for like 15 minutes while you guys talk about how great the show is. And uh, Tom, go. Well, yeah, it's always on in Philadelphia is on my list. It was the first thing I added when we brought up this talk- topic. Like, I didn't even have to think about it. I just wrote it down because it's, it's my favorite show. Because again, I'm going to say this again. I like garbage people. And this is like if you took Seinfeld, which already has somewhat garbage people, and you just made them a thousand percent garbagery. That's a word. <laughs> garbagery. <laughs> yes. They More are garbage. So much like I would say Charlie is the most likable character just because he's an idiot. So he's just he's just that idiot that you gotta love. Karen, he's still not a great Karen. He's, not, he, he's not a great person because he does stalk a waitress and I would tell you her name, but we're like fifteen seasons in and we still don't know the waitress's name. Yeah, she's just the waitress. <laughs> Um, every every yeah. character, even the side characters, are all so good. Rickety Cricket, um, <laughs> Artemis. Artemis is hilarious. Uh, everyone is so good in in that, and in and, and all the all five of the main actors, you know, are just fucking phenomenal. So yeah, it's it's crazy how Rickety Cricket went from being a priest to now he's like a a street urchin who has half of his face burned off. Yeah. And it's just like, like this guy was a priest at one point, and this is just beautiful character progression. <laughs> I think it's just funny too because the the schemes that they come up with and just the different plots and I love how it starts an episode they they real they would say things be like wait does that guy look like a terrorist and it's like the gang has a terrorist <laughs> living next door and it's just so stupid but yeah we are oil yeah. men from Texas so and, yeah. yeah how none of their plans go the oil men, where they try to fill up garbage cans with gasoline and it's just like to sell it later and uh it, like the my favorite line from that is like how are we going to know how much is in here? And Charlie's like, Oh, I'm just counting. And he's like, you're, you're counting like pouring gas. And he's like, yeah, I'm just like one, 
two, three. It's like that's that's not how this works. It's not a unit of measure. So. <laughs> oh, so good. Good. Yeah, it's always sunny. Is greatest show. Oh, it's it never it's ends. hilarious. I agree. Well, dang, we we got a lot of Tom's uh, real life shows on there. He's, he's running out <laughs> yeah. of room. Yeah, so, we crushed all my real so, life. <laughs> so we jump we jump to Eric for his second animated. For my second animated, okay. Well, let's see. Um, well, I said The Simpsons as the as the first. I kind of went with the big one. Then I have to go with the second big one, South Park. Yeah. I growing up, so I, I didn't get to see South Park when it first came out because I think I think my mom saw like thirty seconds of one episode and said, "No, <laughs> absolutely not happening. We are not watching this show in this house." Um, I love South Park. It's brilliant. Uh, I love their comedy. I love their sense of humor. I love how they started off in college. Just like, Hey, want to, what's want to do an animated thing about fart jokes. <laughs> I love their, uh, spirit of Christmas, uh, cardboard cutout, uh, show that they made. And that's the, to hit the whole thing off. Um, the, the characters, the kids, uh, they really kept it. They've tried to kept, keep it true to form through the years of these are eight year old or nine year old kids, third and fourth grade. They are foul mouthed and they talk about the vilest shit and <laughs> parents see it. And they're just like, there's, I don't know that I think they don't really recognize it. No kids really do talk like that at that age. Um, Cartman is the one I, I obviously, <laughs> I don't know if it's because we have the same first name. No, it's a, uh, no, I, I absolutely Cartman is just one of the best characters in TV history. Kyle and Stan are wonderful. Kenny dying. Every episode is great. Um, Randy becomes, I think as the show goes on now, Randy really is probably the main character. He's the best. dude. Yeah. He's so, he's so funny. I thought this is America. I'm sorry. Yeah. Taggerty weed. Taggerty weed. Yeah. He is basically the main character now because Trey is, you know, <laughs> Trey is at that age now where Randy's like the guy he, he is, he is Randy March basically. Um, uh, Randy is wonderful, though. He's the guy now, now that I'm 37. I, yeah, I empathize most with Randy now, uh, <laughs> being an adult. It's such a wonderful show. I've seen, I haven't seen every episode, but uh, Make Love Not Warcraft is my favorite episode, yeah. as I know it is your, yours as well. Um, some seasons are better than others, and they've tried different things, but it's just a timeless classic. I don't know how many episodes or how many seasons they have now, 22, they're, 23. Yeah, they're about like 23 or 24. And yeah. then what? Three COVID specials also, or two? yeah, there's a brand yeah. new one that's on uh, Paramount yeah. Plus, which is annoying, but because the entire series is on HBO Max, and uh, including the, the the COVID or the quarantine special and the QAnon one too. But like, yeah, can I get some of that pandemic special? So, uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I watched the one. new one a couple days ago. Did you like it's, it? It's just it's just as good as everything else. It's yeah. it's yeah. South Park and it's them as adults. So it's a nice little glimpse into the future of South Park once they're yeah. no longer kids <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And, and they get busted like Trey and Matt, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, the creators, they get busted quite a bit because like they'll the show will have. And I mean, by the their counterparts, they'll get busted quite a bit because they're they don't have what you would say is an expected kind of leftist lean <laughs> towards their politics. They tend to be pretty middle of the road and sometimes they'll even go to the right a little bit. And Trey has talked, Trey and Matt have both talked about like the only way to be punk punk rock in LA is to be Republican. <laughs> so they'll go to parties and be like, yeah, I, I love my gun and I love my Bible and George W. Bush did a wonderful job. 
and they'll do what 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 (laughs) just watch their faces drop i don't know uh i i kind of admire that (laughs) i admire the balls of being just taking that hard slants when you're surrounded by one thing to be completely going the other direction i admire that so yeah it's it's just the contrarian in me i can't help it so it's actually on my list too. I think it's um, an absolutely incredible show that that has never really let me down. Yeah. Uh, they tried new things with continuity uh, a few seasons back, where you know before you wouldn't call into previous episodes necessarily in these types of shows. Um, sometimes you would, but it wouldn't be an actual uh, plot device. And and for the machinations of these episodes, it definitely is. And so it's 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 really fascinating. Um, but I think Eric, what you said is, is right. Randy has basically Randy is the mouthpiece for what Trey and Matt are trying to say about society and how dumb we are. Cause Randy falls for everything. He's, you know, he's the QAnon guy. He's the crim fresh. He's, he's into everything. And it's, it's to call out how stupid some of these things are and they don't take a stance like, Hey, we're, we're extremely liberal or Hey, we're extremely conservative. They're down the middle and they're like, dude, we're going to make fun of everybody. And they've yeah. come under a lot of fire for, you know, different groups who are like, Oh, this is offensive against gay people. And then you have all these gay people who are like, no, it's not. This is funny. They're, they're making fun <laughs> of like idiots, like you guys who are fight- defending us and we don't need to be you know defended in this situation. And then there's this, so many uh, yeah. different things. And, and this, they're not yeah. afraid to push those buttons. And, and I think that South Park, what they do so amazing is, is how quick they can turn uh, pop culture around and, and create an episode out of it. Because, I mean, they, they make the episodes, you know, like in a week, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, when they did the, the um, Human Centipede episode where you, yeah. you sign yeah. the, the user agreement, all 27 pages of that user agreement for iTunes, no one ever reads it. And then they totally just make fun of it with that. It's how they turn the shit out is amazing. It's so fast and so good. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. South Park is easily one of my favorite shows. Yeah, wa- yeah, watching the documentary about how they make an episode is crazy to think like an animated show moves that quickly. Because I know like The Simpsons, like they do all theirs like six to eight months in advance before yeah. they actually air. And uh, it is also on my list. Uh, and you guys said a bunch of stuff, so I. I'm just going to say that a little bit of creme fraiche in your eggs makes them so <laughs> creamy and delicious. Yeah. Just so you know, that's all I've got. So funny. He's like, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Things. He's oh, he's using a double oh. beater on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, ooh, is he going to glaze it? Is he, he's going to use this to glaze it? And he calls the hotline. <laughs> and they're like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing. I'm just making some macrones. <laughs> he's like, ooh, yeah. Are you preheating that oven? <laughs> so, so dumb. Yeah, you know I am. Oh, God. Yeah. It's so funny. South Park is, is a comfort blanket for me, too. I'll just put it on in the background and i laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh so um eric i think we're going back to you because tom listed like all of his list already uh for live action (laughs) what's your i got it's not live action but non-animated what's your what is that third pick yeah it'll be the third one uh how i met your mother uh i am a recent convert to this show i uh unlike the other shows i've mentioned so far i haven't gone through and watched it multiple times but i have gone through and seen the entire show it is I kind of wish I'd seen it in real time. This is the first show that I've ever been like, there's a big reveal uh, in the second to last season, I think uh, where they, you get to know the mother or you get to meet her at the end. And it's uh, I, I, I wish I could have experienced that in real time instead of just being able to cheat and see it on YouTube. Well, in advance, like, which is what I do, uh, but it's a fun show. Um, Ted, Barney, Robin, Lily, and Marshall. It's like friends. It's a lot like friends, uh, the show is in New York, but unlike Friends, I feel these characters really feel real to me. 
um, they go to instead of going to the coffee shop. Uh, what's it called in Friends? The uh, Central Perk. Yeah. Yep. Right. Instead of that, they go to some sort of like Irish bar at the the, the bottom of their apartment building, <laughs> and uh, Barney uh, is uh, he's an iconic character who he's he's a masterful. He's got this playbook where he's picking up these chicks and. Uh, Ted is the guy who's the seeker. He's the never satisfied, the guy who wants what he can't have. And he's the, the smarty pants, uh, Mr. Know-it-all dude. And, uh, Lily and Marshall were the ones who got, you know, they, they went to, <laughs> went to college and like, oh, we're going to go meet all these different people meet each other, fall in love immediately, get married really young. I can kind of relate to that. <laughs> I can very much relate to Lily and Marshall quite a bit. Uh, it's a, it's a fun show about life and that's what it is. It's about life. Uh, it's set of, he's telling this story to his kids, how I met your mother. What is it? 20 years in the future. I think, uh, 25 years in the future, I believe is what, what the set is. The, the premise of the show is he's telling his kids how he had met their mother. Um, hence the title of the show. Um, <laughs> and it's told, and I think it starts in 2005, and it goes through 2013, I think, something like that. Um, there's not a whole lot more I could say about the show without spoiling it, other than to say that uh, it is a eminently relatable show. It makes me very excited for my upcoming New York trip. <laughs> uh, I've talked to Tom about it quite a bit. Uh, you guys have both seen How I Met Your Mother, right? I have not seen a single episode of How I Met Your Mother. Not It'll a be- single Single thing. It, it will become I. it. Okay. Well, Jesus, uh, it will become <laughs> one of your new favorites. If you start watching it, it is masterfully written and performed and it's very charming and sometimes heartbreaking and sometimes just you're dying laughing. Um, character of Robin. She's from Canada. They make fun of Canada a lot. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so yes, you should definitely go see how I met your mother. You should watch all of them. So that's my next, that's my number three live action sitcom. So where are we at now? Me. Yeah. Okay. So for my next one, um, this is a new were show in the sense, uh, it came out a few years ago and, um, uh, I caught this on Netflix and I binged all of them and I absolutely loved them. I thought they were fan freaking tastic, but, uh, it's Schitt's Creek. Uh, If you have not seen Schitt's Creek, it is a very, very wholesome show. And um, I think that it's so it was Dan Levy's Eugene Levy's son. It was Dan Levy's uh, little passion project and he got backers for it and they ran with it. Um, It's just like a so goddamn near perfect show. Five seasons is all it is. And I think the formula for any great TV show is it should never go past five seasons. Some of the greatest Breaking Bad, The Wire, uh, all five seasons. And you can definitely go on, but you have to be really, really careful and you have to create a constant good content and Shit's Creek just really wraps it up very, very nicely. It's a wholesome show about like family and community and love and uh, alternate identity and fluidity and all that kind of stuff. But it's just so nice to see things happen to people who end up being good as opposed to just seeing shit people like it's always sunny it's fine. They deserve all the shit that happens to them because they're awful people. But yeah. I don't want to see a show like I watched a show on HBO Max um, 
called uh i can't fucking remember what it was called because it was so bad but it was recent and it's all about just how awful people are and how awful the one percenters are and the rich people and i was like oh i don't like this at all so was it white lotus yes white lotus okay i watched a half episode and oh i couldn't stand <laughs> it i couldn't stand it i was so angry i was like why did i waste my time with that piece of shit show but watching shit's creek is a really nice palate cleanse because it's so funny it's there's so many good memes from it it's just it, it's overall just an excellent uh, piece of, of television so have either of you seen Shit's creek yes Shit's creek is great it's <laughs> it's so good it's and not on my list but it is great yeah and and it's one of those shows too that everybody tells you you know oh you should you should see this and i was kind of hesitant at first i'm like oh, i don't know if i want to jump on it and on a whim i did and people were right i mean and i've heard that sentiment from so many people say yeah i was skeptical but then i watched it and i think it is so it is so delightful i have not seen Shit's creek mm. well I'm going to tell you, Eric, I think you'd like it. It is so delightful. Very delightful. You say wholesome. It's very wholesome. That's good. Yeah. Because a lot of what we've talked about so far is, I mean, Simpsons <laughs> can be wholesome sometimes, but sometimes it could be. be, it could be very grody. South Park can be incredibly grody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's nice, to have, it's nice to have a wholesome choice on here. Really? No, it's, it's really, it's really cool. It's, it's definitely different. Thomas, I think you owe us an animated one, right? Let's see. I think I do. You do. And and I am not going wholesome. Uh, <laughs> the show Big Mouth on Netflix. Oh, Yay! Um, <laughs> Big Mouth is, although absurd, a perfect representation as it is to grow up as a child. Because you've got all these insecurities and, and just things that you hate as a child and it's perfectly like well again we're gonna bring up rafi because it's uh the what's it the sex book not was it sex monster is it yeah or, yeah okay i just wanted to make sure i was getting that right um played by jason manzukas and again he's kind of a garbage monster also um because jason manzukas is great at playing he, he had an interview once where he was like, for some reason, I just keep getting cast as like a dirtbag or just the worst people ever. And he's actually a really nice guy, but yeah. he just plays these gross things so well. Um, but yeah, it has all sorts of Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and just people that I love because I mean, all, all these people are in shows that like I've listed, and John Mulaney was on my uh, top five uh, stand-ups. He's like my favorite stand-up, eh, second favorite. Okay, but uh, but yeah, I, I love Big Mouth. I haven't watched the new season just because I haven't gotten around to it because because yeah. uh, I'm lazy. <laughs> but uh, I might I might start it tonight now that I'm talking about it. You well, maybe you should. I, I have seen the first season and I stopped. I, I wasn't interested beyond that. I, I was intrigued. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was funny as shit. Some of the stuff in there is so goddamn funny. Um, of course, Mandy will not watch that show with me. <laughs> no way. That is super, super. Oh, God, she hates that. Uh, it's, I think it's fun, though, but you're, because of what you just said, it's so relatable. Uh, the things we talk about when we're growing up and all these insecurities and your body is changing and, you know, maybe they're not changing at the, the same rate as everybody around you. And, you know, they, they say, well, this is, you know, that's normal. Everybody, you know, you're not supposed to joke about that. And yet everybody does. 
<laughs> you know, it's 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 a uh, it's about growing up, and that's always an awkward thing. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good choice, Tom. That's a good choice. Thank you. I have uh, never seen it, but I've I've heard the same kind of good stuff about it. I've heard it's really funny. Uh, the shame warlock, he's the best. <laughs> Speaking of growing up and totally realistic uh, thing, uh, Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty. It is one of my all-time favorite shows, animated show. Uh, Morty is this teenage kid. Is he f- 14? I think he is 14 or 15. Uh, he he uh, He's trying to grow up and go to high school and meet girls and have a normal life. But no, his grandfather happens to be the smartest man in the universe. He keeps taking him out of school to go on all these sci-fi hijinks and one of the, it's 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 meta as hell because they they actually go out of their way to call it that the grandpa's like no no it's a it's a Rick and Jerry episode mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he, he, it's so it's so meta he's just like no we're not we're not doing that because it's canon that canon bullshit these these are drop of the bucket mini adventures that were going on Morty and it's it's not a show for everyone it's not a show for everyone but. It is well written. It's funny. It is meta. If you like that kind of meta humor, uh, they sort of joke about writing, which is something that's interesting to me. The sci-fi is ridiculous. It's not. I guess in some ways it's relatable, but in a lot of in a lot of ways, they go out of your way to make it not relatable because he takes you into a universe that is just completely beyond your comprehension. So there, some of the aliens are just. <laughs> I, 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 there's no way to describe it for podcast form. So have you guys seen, have you guys seen, I'll just stop right there. Have you oh, seen yeah. Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty is actually on my list. It's, it's one of the funniest shows ever. And it's so incredibly smart. Sometimes it's, it thinks it's smarter than it is, but then it makes fun of itself for that reason. Sure. And, and, and they make fun of toxic fandom too, with shows like we talked about the Simpsons and uh, people complaining about nostalgia. Well, Rick and Morty do that a lot and they they break the fourth wall. They, they are very meta, but they're aware of all the gripes and all the things that go on with shows. I mean, Dan Harmon is, he's, he's so goddamn funny. And so is Justin yeah. Roiland. I mean, they're, they're fantastic writers and um, it, it really, really shines from this. And actually a lot of uh, showrunners for uh, that, that worked underneath them for Rick and Morty, they are, they work for Disney now. Like a lot of them did. One of them uh, did Hawkeye, the new um, Disney plus show. Oh, and wow. then there, okay. there's another one too. And so, yeah, they make a joke about it in the last season of Rick and Morty about um, leaving for Disney basically. And there was, you know, that was a whole meta thing and it was so funny, but I think actually the best two episodes I've seen, so the Citadel, I think, was the best episode, in my opinion. Sure. But yeah. this newest season, season five, the final two episodes were unbelievable. They and were incredibly I was just well blown. Written, yeah. I was blown away. And I'm like, oh, my God. So yeah. I'm very excited to see what happens. But they really, really outdid themselves for that. Yeah, a, a long running thing about the uh, about the show is that Rick's backstory is somewhat of a mystery because you don't know his daughter, Beth. He, he reenters her life at some point just before the start of the show. Um, his daughter Beth had gotten pregnant when she was, I think, seventeen with their their uh, her oldest daughter Summer. Um, he but Rick's backstory is just kind of a mystery, and he kind of hints at it a little bit what happened to Beth's mom and all that. And in, in, in the if it is to be believed, which you can never be sure with Rick and Morty, <laughs> uh, his brain has been scanned, and so Morty got the chance to see his whole crybaby backstory, as Rick puts it. Um, Again, though, if that is to be believed, because he had another episode 
I think first episode of season three where he's in, he's in prison and he's, he's in like this inception situation with like a bug alien who's trying to figure out portal technology. And he shows him a, what he calls a completely fabricated backstory. He says, well, you can't alter, uh, you can't alter the details of a memory. He said, yes, but you can alter details of a totally fabricated backstory. So he said that the whole scene with his, you know, what happened with Beth's mom was fabricated, but that's almost identical to what Morty saw. So at the end of the season. So if indeed that is the, the, the true backstory, you're right. That, those episodes are brilliant. Evil Morty. I, yeah. Rick and Morty is a, a, a wonderfully, wonderfully well-written show. And it's great about, cause it explores these relationships between the, the parents and the kids and then, Beth and her father reconciling with the fact that he left and her mom's not around. And she's got a kind of a sort of a weird marriage with her husband, Jerry, that she doesn't really respect and she loves and all that, but the respect kind of isn't there. And that sort of shows how respect is just as important, if not more so to keep a relationship going. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's uh, it touches on some very, very for a show that seems to poke fun and hate itself for touching on these deeply important points of the human experience. They do a hell of a job going there. Mm-hmm. So it's a great show. I love Rick and Morty. I agree. Uh, um, it seems like a show that I would like, and I have never watched it. <laughs> yeah. You dig it. You, you that's my you input. <laughs> of yeah, course, of course, you, of course you would dig it. <sighs> so it's, it's, yeah, I think it's as intelligently written as South park. I really do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's my third animated. So then, Tom, we are on your next animated because, as you can okay. see, we went, we went in order. Oh, good job. Um, so my next animated one is Sea Lab 2021, <laughs> which was an adult swim show, which is really good because you only have to watch for about 11 minutes an episode. Um, so it started out with it was a show back in the 80s, I believe, called Sea Lab 2020 and it was just kind of a ocean adventure kind of show and they took it for adult swim and they kind of cut it up and did new voice acting and made it ridiculous and as it gets on and on into the series it just gets more absurd um it's just a crew on the sea lab and at the end of every episode usually sea lab blows up and everyone dies. And the next episode, rinse and repeat. Nice. Um, I right before the podcast, I actually watched which what is my favorite episode, and it's called Fusebox, I believe. And the entire episode, except for the last like minute or so, is just a still image of Sea Lab underwater, and all you hear is the crew arguing because the power's out and it's just them yelling at each other throughout the entire thing. And you learn that the captain has a flashlight phobia and he doesn't (laughs) trust them. Um, And it makes me laugh so hard for something that is just a still image on the screen. (laughs) I don't even think you can really call it an episode. It's more of just like, I don't know, a track on an album at the most like, and Sea Lab is a great show, and you could get right through the entire thing probably in like six hours. Like you could crush all five seasons real quick. <laughs> oh, Sea Lab's so good. Every character. 
I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Definitely. <laughs> never, seen. never seen it. No idea what you're talking about. Never. Go watch it. I, yeah, it's on, it's on HBO have, Max. Yeah. I have you HBO probably Max. Have the, you could have the entire thing done before this podcast is over. <laughs> There's another show. I'm, I'm, it's not on my list. I'll go ahead and bring it up here. Uh, Metalocalypse. It's a lot that yeah. it's like 11 minutes per episode or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metalocalypse is awesome. Yes. Not Not on my list, but... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, fun. That's all, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. So where are we at now, Zach? Are you keeping track of this? Because I sort of yeah, yeah. You, you, yours is your next um, uh, live or non-animated show. Okay. Okay. Uh, this show might. I don't know if we're gonna fight at all. I don't know. Uh, I have a love and hate relationship with this show, but I can't help but like it. Uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, I just saw Zach cringe a little bit. I. Mandy and I are going back through and watching it again because we never saw the the late uh, seasons. Um, part of it, I love the show because it talks about a lot of smart sciencey stuff that I'm interested in, and the characters, the way they develop, some of them are very interesting, and the dialogue is, you know, it can be a little stilted, but it's it's meant for a laugh, uh, you know, studio audience kind of laugh at dumb shit, you know. The I I think it's a charming show. Some of what I hate about it is that while it seems to uh, embrace what you call geek culture and nerd culture, sometimes it actually goes so far as to really just kind of be a little toxic about it sometimes. Um, and I, I think uh, Zach could talk a little bit. I don't know if Tom's ever seen the show, but um, I think there's reasons they go there. They just don't always stick the landing on some of them, but it, it is a fun show, especially when they complete the group, when Amy Farrah Fowler gets in there and Bernadette gets in there. Um, so it's not just Penny and the guys um, at that point. It's just a really kind of a, it, it gets a lot warmer uh, in my yeah. opinion. So those middle seasons there from like end of season three, season four through like season seven or eight, that's, that's for me, the bread and butter after that. I don't really know how it gets a little choppy with Penny and uh, Leonard. And so that's sort of where I lost interest for a bit. Like I said, we're going back through and watching it from the beginning. Um, But there are some characters in that show that are wonderful. Sheldon, the whole concept of Sheldon as a character, it's spun off young Sheldon. And I have, I've seen clips of that show and it looks fun and interesting in a different delivery style. It's not, you know, in front of a live studio audience. It's, um, I guess you'd call that a sitcom, right? Young Sheldon? Yeah, it's still a sitcom. Yeah, again. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, just a different different method of telling the story. But uh, Sheldon's mom reminds me so much of my own mom. (laughs) It's scary, I swear to God. Uh, Even the sort of the the Southern thing. Because my mom's from South Carolina and Sheldon's from Texas. So um, some of the mannerisms, some of the the values and the professed. <laughs> it's, uh, she reminds me of my mom quite a bit. Anyway, um, it's it's a really fun show that I, I love and I also sometimes hate it. But uh, Zach, I've seen you because we're watching each other now on camera. You've had a couple of reactions. What do you think of Big Bang Theory? Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't want to speak for it because I haven't seen the entire thing through. I've seen a handful of episodes and I can pull funny moments for sure. But even those handful of episodes, I was like, I mean, I laughed. Yeah. I just wasn't. I think you're right about the toxic nerd culture. Sometimes it gets a little ridiculous at times, but I don't know. 
I, I, like, okay, I, yeah, I just, like, I, it never really did it for me. I was just kind of okay. like, I, am I not getting it? I'm like, what, what's, why am I not laughing? I feel like <laughs> I'm, I should be laughing right now, but my body just doesn't want to. So I, agree. I, I don't, and, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, some of it's definitely laugh track stuff. Like they're laughing because they're supposed to laugh right now and not because it's actually what was said was funny, which is what um, I, I associate with a sitcom anyways. I associate yeah, so, the laugh track. Right. So a lot of, so there's a scene where the girls go to the comic book store uh, to do some research on some stuff for the guys or whatever. And all the nerds in there kind of stop and look at the girls like hyperventilating, like they've never seen a girl before. And it's like, that's ridiculous. That's, that's the kind of cheesy sort of toxic attack at geek culture and stuff. Yeah. That's like a very nineties thing too. That's like, are you kidding me? Come on. Girls buy comic books. They have for years. Like that's absurd. What a, you know, that's a bad, that's a bad look, but they're going over the top intentionally for the sake of, well, cheap, cheap, cheap yucks and cheap laughs. So that doesn't really stick the landing. That's one of those times where they had the laugh track going. I think that I didn't laugh and I guess you didn't either, but (laughs) that's what I mean by a love hate relationship with the show. Sometimes the show really pisses me off (laughs) and that's one of them. (laughs) Uh, Tom, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it, and I think it, it, it gets shit on a little too much, where it's yeah. like, every show kind of could be bad in that same way. I mean, Friends has episodes where it's it's bad, just in general. Like, I, I feel like people, just because it's about geek culture, they're like, ah, how dare they get us in our geekiness and not do it well every time i think it was the perfect show to go you know whatever how many seasons it went because it was average to a little bit above average all the time like it wasn't really bad or like it just it rolled along and it just kept going because hey it's just something to throw on the tv it should be noted that it it came out and got big right about the time that geek culture nerd culture became sort of in the main yeah, you know, it came became more mainstream, and I think there was an adjustment to that. And I, maybe it helped. Maybe it helped do that. The popularity of the show might have helped bring geek culture to the mainstream. I don't know, but um, it, it's yes, they definitely have some moments in there that are cringeworthy, and not cringeworthy in the sake like, oh, this is cringe comedy. Um, it's really funny, and I can't look away. No, cringe like, ugh, god damn it, who decided that was supposed to be funny? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but. All told, I, I do like the characters. I do like the concept of the show. Um, I do like how they have some guests in there. Neil deGrasse Tyson's been in there. Bill Nye's been in there. Um, I, you know, I, I, I find the show to be fun sometimes. So I like it. So that's my number four. Nice. So for my number uh, one, two, three, for my number four, um, non-animated. This one is it's a newer show and this show blew me away uh, because I wasn't I, I liked the movie when I was you know younger. I wasn't uh, an, an 80s child, so it didn't resonate as, as heavy with me. But when they made a show based off of the Karate Kid and they focused on Johnny Lawrence, the villain of of uh, the Karate Kid. With the concept being, wait, but what if he is actually the good guy? And what if he was cheated out of this? It was such an interesting concept to flip it around on itself. Mm -hmm. And it has been so successful. And I love this show. It is absolutely incredible. Um, I I can't get enough of it. It came out on YouTube Red when that was a thing back in the day. And then they had a second season that was greenlit right away. Netflix picked it up. Then they did a third season. And now the fourth season starts in like a couple weeks. 
And yeah. I am so GD excited to see what happens with Eagle Fang Karate going on. You know, don't want to spoil anything for anybody who wants to go watch it, but it is a very easy binge. Um, and there's real campy, cheesy shit in it too, with, you know, teenager sure. drama. But I'm here for it. I think it's so fun. And the fight choreography is amazing. Season two, there's a big, giant high school fight, and it's just utterly incredible to watch. It's so fun. Uh, but. I, I'm I'm loving it, man. Yeah, and, and Will, uh, William Zapka is is Johnny Lawrence, and he is so funny because he's that typical bro guy. He's like, I like hot babes and Iron <laughs> Eagle and like and Mustangs, and he just like as soon as he learns how to Google a computer, he goes on the internet and he just types <laughs> in like hot babes and stuff. It's so fucking funny, but it's I love a, it. I don't know if you guys have seen Cobra Kai, but it so, is it is incredible. Uh, it's interesting yeah. you bring that up because he's actually. He does a little guest star appearance in the later seasons of How I Met Your Mother yeah. because Barney, that's like Barney's that's, favorite character. That's part of the reason it started because the internet yeah. theory was because he said that he said Daniel LaRusso did a, um, a legal kick and, you know, that's why he won the All Valley Karate Tournament, but he did an illegal kick. And so it started on on uh, well, not just that, not just um, How I Met Your Mother, but there were other internet rumors about it right. and it caught fire and that's how the show got created. And I love it. I think it is so brilliant and they've done a very, very good job of integrating what's going to happen and fingers crossed that Terry Silver is going to be in the new season because I'm like, oh my God, Karate so, Kid 3 was the worst, but oh my God, I'm so excited. I, I liked Karate Kid as much as the next kid uh, when it came out. I just, I wasn't obsessed with it. I thought it was really cool. I liked it. I just wasn't obsessed. Some people were, uh, that was their first geek moment that we became obsessed with that movie. It was a huge, huge bit thing. I have seen parts of Cobra Kai. I've seen clips of it and Manny watched the whole show and she said it was awesome. Um, so she's with you on that one, but I haven't seen the whole show. It's not something uh, that particularly interests me. I have seen the whole show and we, whenever it has come out, we've watched it in a day and a half. Wow. We, we just, we crushed through it cause it's great. And I remember years ago uh, watching a video about how, uh, Daniel LaRusso, how he was actually the bad guy in Karate Kid. And they go over like all the things where actually like he is like the instigator in most of the things that happen in Karate Kid. And actually he's the worst and he kind of still is the worst in Cobra Kai. He's, he's kind of a jerk and I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's definitely a bingeable show, and I, I think it's it's definitely worthy to be on this list. Absolutely. Oh yeah. All right. So. Good inclusion then. Thomas, Let's you see. are on your final non-animated film. Final non-animated. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with the big one, Seinfeld. It's a show okay. about nothing, and it's the first time I remember watching a show about nothing. Like there's like no goal at all like throughout it besides dating women i've been re-watching seinfeld also and i'm starting to realize the reason i like seinfeld is again garbage people like they are this time that i'm watching it i'm realizing a lot more about how terrible each of them are even in the early seasons like they are just they're not great people and it's him and george are mostly just looking to get women and then tossing them to the side for the the most the smallest reasons 
that are ridiculous, like a woman like that he's dating sucks on a peach pit or whatever, yeah. or a macadamia nut or whatever. And it's just like, wait, so you'll kiss this woman, but she had some food in her mouth that you put in your mouth. And somehow that is a game changer. You can't date this woman. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's just like, they just build up to be ter- more and more terrible people as it goes. And again, I like garbage people. They're the best. <laughs> They make great TV. Uh, but yeah, Seinfeld, yeah. It, you know, is the biggest sitcom of all. It yeah. was great. I remember uh, there was an interview with uh, Jerry Seinfeld and uh, Larry King where Larry King, like mistakenly, he was like, so you, you, your show got canceled and whatnot. And Jerry Seinfeld's like, we were the number one TV when we <laughs> went off the, like, like we were the best show on TV and we walked away. Like we didn't get canceled. I left. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Are right you, now? were you under the impression <laughs> that we were canceled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I could have gone for years. I decided to stop. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of comes off at almost, almost slightly douchey, but his, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, he's, he's absolutely right. And he was just, yeah, just taking it aback by the notion <laughs> that he was canceled. Like, are you kidding me? Seriously. No, Seinfeld was a, uh, a fun show. Uh, Kramer is obviously one of the more interesting characters ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a show about nothing. That's a really good way of putting it. Uh, I haven't, again, haven't seen every episode of it, but I remember, it was huge in the nineties. I remember my homeroom teacher in middle school, uh, it was Mr. Bonners who I had at Centennial middle school. And he said, Thursday night was pizza and Seinfeld night for him and him and the family. They would, uh, it was a hugely important show to their family. Uh, I guess it's because we weren't adults at the time. Maybe I'd find it more relatable. Now I really probably should go back and watch every single episode of it. I'd probably get a lot, you know, I'd probably understand a lot more of it now, but for when we were kids, obviously it's not, you know, it didn't soup yeah. Nazi, you know, that guy. I, I didn't no start watching. <laughs> I, I didn't start watching Seinfeld until I was in my late twenties. It's the first time I watched even a single episode of Seinfeld. And, I've seen the first two seasons uh, and I watched them on DVD, but it's, it's on Netflix. I mean, Justin, my friend, he, he loves it. And I, I know a lot of the quotes from it, you know, like they're real yeah. and they're amazing. So, uh, or <laughs> they're, they're real spectacular. And they're spectacular yeah. yeah. And, um, a whole bunch of those lines, obviously, you know, they're, they're funny and there's funny clips all the time. Like you traded Jay Buna. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes. it's, it's just, it's, it's good times. I mean, it's very hard, very hard to, uh, to be, I just, I was never that, that, that diehard fan. Like some people are. Again, though, because but we didn't, we were kids when it came out, so we weren't part of the phenomenon that Seinfeld was. It was yeah. the biggest show on the planet. Yeah, exactly. The season finale was, or the series finale was on my birthday, May fourteenth, like nineteen ninety seven or whenever it was. Ooh. It was interesting. So cool. Right. Seinfeld. Um, yeah. Okay, Eric, you have your next animated one. My next animated one. Okay. Uh, I am going to go with a show that has been off the air for a little while now. Uh, King of the Hill. Nice. I love King of the Hill so much. I've seen every episode. (laughs) But what? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's about Hank Hill trying to raise his fam, raise his son, Bobby, uh, in a fake uh, Texas town in Arlen, Texas, uh, with his wife, Peggy, and, you know, next door neighbors and old best friends, uh, Dale Gribble and Boom Hauer and Bill Dotrieve. Uh, I, I watched the show a little bit when I was in school, but when I moved out, joined the army, I'm stationed at Fort Hood, Texas. 
Mandy moves down after we're married and we're watching the show down there. And it's like, you just look out the front window and see some dudes standing by a truck <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> yep. I'm telling you somebody who lived in Texas for a little bit, that show is practically a documentary. Um, it's fascinating. It is a show about, you know, times are changing and Hank's got, a, you know, it's got this conservative bent to it of, of a, a traditional uh, bent. Uh, traditionalist is the, the way I would describe him. And he's experiencing a changing Texas and a changing world. Um, <laughs> weed culture makes an appearance. Geek culture, video game culture makes an appearance. Uh, issues regarding race and gender. It touches all the main beats and still it keeps a very warm and positive outlook on all of it. Even as Hank is just, (laughs) he's not at all. It's not like all in the family where he's some bigot or whatever. He's Hank is a good man. And uh, he just, uh, he's, he's, he's very, he comes by his beliefs. uh, Honestly, earnestly, he's very patriotic. Uh, but he's, he's, he's like a Texan first and foremost. And I really want to ask, I wish Hank Hill were alive today. I, I, I want to ask him if Texas were to secede, secede from the union again, <laughs> where would his allegiance be with Texas or with America? And I just imagine his, like, that's the kind of thing that keeps me up at night. <laughs> you know, because I don't think he'd be able to tell. <laughs> I don't think he could answer that question. Dad, what uh, do we do if someone asks for their steak well done? We kindly and kindly. politely ask them to leave. <laughs> kindly but firmly ask but them firmly to leave. Ask them to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's it, everything you're saying, Eric, because it's on my list too. So I wanted yeah. to jump in there because every, everything you're saying, Mike Judge is the creator of it, who you know yeah. famously did uh, Beavis, Beavis and Butthead, and, Butthead yeah. and he did Office Space. And, and he's so good at uh, diving into the mundane cultures that, that we have and aspects. I mean, when you see Office Space, you are like, oh, my God, I know someone who's like that, like a boss who's micromanaging me. Or we've all not maybe been in, a, in an office setting, but we have aspects of that in it. And so with King of the Hill, it's the same thing where we see this. He's so excited about propane. We've been excited about stupid shit before in our jobs, but it's just such a slow show and it's slow in a good way. You know, it's not over the top like the league or or, or anything like that, or even the Simpsons for that matter. It's very even keeled and the drama is so low stakes, but it's hilarious like it's far far more wholesome than beavis and butthead oh so much more wholesome and his dad is hilarious oh my god yeah and, Cot- yeah. Cot- 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 he, yeah he gives a shotgun to bobby for his birthday he, and he, he always and he calls can- peggy woman and stuff yeah. like that and he, or he, hank's yeah. wife he goes hank's Yo, wife he's, yeah he's the problematic he's, guy he's I'll an dip asshole. In that. yeah i'll dip in that in just a second here he gives a shotgun to bobby for his birthday it's his first appearance yeah. and bobby can't open the piñata and so he's like Oh, for crying out loud! He pulls a shotgun, boom! Oh Blasting candy goes scattering. <laughs> Peggy goes, "Cotton, you gave him a, a gun with ammunition. Well, you don't give a toy without batteries." I just, how do you, how do you, how do you reconcile with Cotton Hill? I killed fifty men. <laughs> Jabbing blow off machines. Uh, yeah, he's just, ugh, he's great. Yes, but. If, if, if Hank is the sort of traditionalist uh, sort of conservative values kind of, you know, Texan, uh, then Cotton is the problematic old man. Yeah, <laughs> a, totally. A, uh, definitely a creature of his generation. But yeah, you, you bring up a really good point there. It is um, Mike Judge's did a really good job of bringing the relatability uh, 
to the screen and making characters and creating stories that are super relatable. That's why office space is a cult classic. It's why it's so, uh, because people live, have lived that life. I mean, all three of us at some mm. one point or another has lived some version of office space. Right. Well, yeah. like I said, as somebody who lived in Texas, boy, that he just, he nailed it. Uh, but, uh, the reason that it's so such a great show is you don't have to necessarily live in Texas to relate to the changing of society and sort of, you know, you grew up in one era, but the world around you was changing. And maybe I, when I was a kid, I related with Bobby, but you know, I understand Hank now uh, as a grown man, I definitely understand Hank. So yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. So. Well, yeah, it's everything said more. That's why it's on my list too. Okay. Well, I'm glad I can put it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that sort of brings us. Uh, so Tom can finish us off with his final animated one. And then Eric, you'll have to do your next animated one. And I think you and I both have a couple left. So. Yeah, I have uh, one non-animated and one animated left. Cool. I think I have two. Oh. I have. No. Yes. I also have the same. So Thomas, you, your final animated one. My fa- final animated is the one that I dropped the Simpsons off because it's about the same, same guy. Uh, Futurama. All right. Uh, I think Futurama is just a, a better show. I, I I just like it more than The Simpsons. I like the characters more. Um, and it's a it's a fun story about a delivery boy who gets cryogenically frozen and wakes up a thousand years in the future and has to deal with his new life where there's robots and aliens and cyclopses and who are actually sewer mutants, but. Yeah, and it's it's just a great show where, I mean, Fry's an idiot, <laughs> but somehow... Shut up and take Fry, my money. Fry has this way of also kind of failing his way up. Like, you think that a guy can fall, like, get frozen and wake up a thousand years in the future, and now he's traveling through space. That's crazy. <laughs> like, sure, he's still a delivery boy, but he's upgraded. To a yeah. better delivery boy. <laughs> oh, and Bender is just a classic, awesome robot. He's probably the best robot. Like, name yeah. a better robot. You can't. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> I, I don't can't really. Do I don't it. know any robots. So exactly, because <laughs> you only know Bender. <laughs> oh yeah, Futurama's Futurama's. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's a it's a wonderful show. I haven't seen again. I haven't seen every episode of it, but. Some people, that's their favorite show, and they've seen every single episode. And um, Fry is super relatable, and I would love, I kind of love the idea of it. You know, he's he wakes up a thousand years in the future, and everything's changed. It's it's a cool concept of a story, and I I really admire. I'm glad you bring it up because a lot of people out there that is their favorite show, animated yeah. or otherwise. That is their favorite show. It's got a massive yeah. following. The, the episode with his dog that's yeah. that's fossilized and you, you get the whole backstory where his dog waited for him outside the pizza place. Ugh. Oh, my the heartstrings are pulled. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. so brutal. And it's Strange. and it's it's one of few epi- or few shows. It's a little more common nowadays where a show gets canceled and then comes back. Like it used to just be Family Guy and Futurama, and now there's a couple others that have happened. But but it used to be super rare to have a show get canceled and somebody else brought it back. Or in Family Guy's case, the same. Like Fox was like, eh, I guess we'll give you another shot. Come yeah. on back. <laughs> All right. 
Does that lean into me now, Zach? To... Yeah, I believe so. Okay, well, you know, I, I think it would be this would be the time for the non-animated, but I, I'm going to have to skip around. I have to listen because you just brought it up. My number five animated is Sam Family Guy. Nice. Yeah, you just brought it up. Uh, it was canceled at one point and brought back. Family Guy is it doesn't belong in the same category as The Simpsons, South Park, or Rick and Morty, or you know, it's not as intelligently written and famously South Park has shit. The Trey and Matt have shit on family guy for that. But at the same time, um, they kind of shit on themselves for like, Hey, family guy doesn't have its head up its own ass and take itself too seriously. And that's part of the fun of family guy. Um, again, relatability is key. Uh, Peter Griffin is in, <laughs> I, I can't even everybody here. Probably everybody's listening to this at some point has seen family guy. It's been on for a long, long time now. I actually, I also really like American Dad. I almost mentioned American Dad because I think I like it a little bit better, but I just, I keep finding myself seeing clips on a family guy on YouTube. I can't help it. I just, I, I eat it up. It's funny. Uh, Lois and Stewie. Stewie's an iconic character. They're, <laughs> the, the dialogue in that show is interesting and well-written even if they have the cutaway gag that just comes out of absolutely nowhere for absolutely no reason whatsoever uh which is why trey and matt shit on it because their their jokes are carefully crafted and have to do with the story and and advance the story whereas family guy is just like hey remember that one time i went bowling with muhammad and then there's, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a cutaway digression um so if you like digressional comedy then Family Guy is awesome. If you like stupid digressional humor, then you'll like Family Guy. But if you want it, it, the traditional, you know, writing or the traditional story, then yeah, you, you wouldn't. Family Guy would probably piss you off. But I like it. So, what about you guys? Yeah, actually, I fa- also fa- like it. Family Guy's on my great. list. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you riff on that a little bit then? If we're if it's if it's on your list. Sorry, yeah. I don't want to cut off Tom. He was talking, and I accidentally. No, I I. I like it also. I don't have anything left on my list. <laughs> well, then you can't talk, Tom. Um, yeah, I can't talk. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. <laughs> I agree. It's it's. I haven't seen Family Guy in years, but it, I do remember laughing a lot with it. I thought it was so funny, and there were so many good memes that came from it. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, I've quoted it a bunch back in the day. Like when sure. Stewie took steroids, that was funny. He's like, batty. <laughs> that's how I say it now. That's how John Mayer says it. I'm really into him. You better be okay with it. <laughs> so... There's like a lot of funny moments in Family Guy, and it's it's hard to argue. It has to be up there with with some of the best, you know, uh, animated films, uh, TV shows of all time, easily for everything you said and more. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm glad we can kind of jump uh, jump ahead on the list there and do another twofer. And now uh, you have your final real one. My final real one. <sighs> It's very difficult because there's so many. I, I had like some spares on here that I could. I'm gonna have some couple of honorable mentions on here. I guess I'm gonna have to go with Scrubs. Scrubs is my final one. Uh, I've seen through the whole show a couple of times. It's a. I think it's based in California. I I, I think it's where it is. Anyway, it's about uh, JD and Turk and uh, you know a couple of the others. They're young doctors who are going through their their uh, internship and residency and becoming doctors are fresh out of school. And the, the whole premise of the show is they're, they're learning medicine in, in a practical comedic situation for the first time uh, fresh out of school. Um, 
doctors don't know everything coming right out. You learn, you, it's almost like your medical degree is almost like a learner's permit. You know, once you actually get to get out there, then you learn what it's like to be an actual doctor. And, um, you know, the characters, JD has got all these, he's just so self-defeating and he's got this kind of fun aspect about him where he is, he's, he's not at all the traditional masculine dude, bro. He's, he's like, he's, he's almost not, he's not effeminate or anything. He's just uh, more in touch with his feminine side. He loves um, the fruity drinks. He likes the, the grasshoppers. He likes the, uh, what was his favorite drink? I can't remember off the top of my head. You guys probably seen the show, but, um, anyway, uh, you got, uh, John McKinley's character on there. Uh, Dr. Cox, who just shreds on JD all the time because he's, because <laughs> he's not manning up in certain situations. Uh, it's, it's a fun show that it's nine seasons. I think it sh- probably should have ended after the eighth season. Yes. Uh, the season finale of season eight was the natural ending point of the series. Um, season nine is a little weird, but still worth a watch. I, I wouldn't tell you not to watch it. It's still fun to watch, but uh, Dr. Cox, he is, I don't know if you ever saw the movie. Uh, is it, uh, is it fat man? and little boy, I think is about the, the new development of the nuclear weapons that we dropped and are we tested that we were going to drop in Japan. Anyway, he plays a doctor at one of the facilities where they're they're building this stuff, and the doctor there is like it's almost identical to Doctor Cox and Scrub. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's very very fun. Uh, it's a very interesting show. It's very warm. It's very touching. Sometimes very heartbreaking. Very real. Even though it's it's over the top situational humor, these characters still feel kind of warm and real. They have. Um, you brought up something real interesting earlier, Tom, where uh, flawed people are the more interesting ones. They make the mm-hmm. best, most interesting stories. You know, the, the Mary Sue's of the world, the, the perfect people who never have any problem. That's a very boring story. You don't really have a story there. Stories require conflict or there is no story. Okay. Yep. So that's, that's how it goes. So in order to get that conflict, it sure helps if your main character has some flaws and every single one of these uh, characters have some flaws, but because they know each other and work together, they become a little bit codependent, I guess, <laughs> in some ways. But their flaws sort of build off each other, but not in a super codependent way, and uh, become a family. And uh, it's a really fun show. That if you haven't seen it, I would I can't recommend it enough. Scrubs. Yeah, I enjoy Scrubs quite a bit, and they definitely should have stopped <laughs> when uh, what season seven or eight. The last season is real weird where they're like trying to introduce like new young doctors. Like they're trying to get it to, to come back up again. It's just like, no, these aren't the people that we loved. I don't want to love new people. (laughs) There was a interview that John McGinley did. A guy who played Dr. Cox where he was talking to about, they were, they came back for one more season. This was season nine and they were going to a different network because their contract with the network had run out. Uh, But he said to me, if, if anybody had asked for, more money. They were going to be, they were just out of the show and a couple of people tried it and they were out. Um, they were trying to bring in these young kids to see maybe they can catch lightning in a bottle. If any of those kids, he had said, if any of those kids had been Robin Williams in like Morton Mindy, then uh, Morgan Mindy, then, then the show would still be on the air. But Robin Williams and Morgan Mindy does not happen. You know, yeah. so. 
they tried one in a trillion sort of thing (laughs) exactly it's so it didn't really work out it was still interesting in its own way but that that could be a show on its own anyway scrubs Mm -hmm. is fun i really enjoy scrubs i think everybody would really enjoy scrubs there's something in there for everybody and who doesn't like a doctor show doctor shows are some of the most important and popular shows out on tv so doctor comedy we can do a list about doctor comedies or just doctor oh, there's shows. another top five. Okay. Top five doctor shows. We could probably, I, I think I only actually, episode. I, I only watched I'll like be. two or three at, at the most. I'm just, just saying that one out. It's a, it's a very common method of, <laughs> uh, of yeah. Uh, it's a very common show type doctor show. So, uh, that's it for my, let's see, one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's it for my non-animated and my animated. I think I'm done. I think I got them all. Yeah, you did. Just did. All right. <clears throat> okay, so then I've saved my favorite show, one of my favorite shows of all time, and it probably is just because I put it on in the background as comfort um, now, but uh, The Office. And okay. I know that there's that that discourse out there that's, oh, it's either The Office or Parks and Rec, and I don't believe that to be true. Um, I've just never seen Parks and Rec. I'm sure it's hilarious, but The Office is, is the, the ultimate show to me. It, it just hits every note and every moment that, that people have had. Uh, obviously, there are some extremes, you know, but... Uh, in a work setting, we've had bosses like this. We've had coworkers like this. We've had situations like this, and it's it, it mirrors real life, and it's so funny. And everything that Michael Scott does, everything that Steve Carell does on this show is so cringy. But <laughs> we we know yeah. people who do this kind of stuff. Maybe not yeah. to this extreme, <laughs> but they put their foot in their mouth, or they'll say things or do inappropriate, you know, racist jokes that aren't meant to be hurtful or anything. It's just, he's so dumb and he's that's, that's his character. Like that's what he's doing. And people are like, Oh, you got to stop. Like that's so cringy. And so it's, it's, I think it's just such a hilarious show. I quote it every damn day. And it, it literally is something I just play in the background sometimes when I'm working and I've seen, I've seen it eight times through probably. I was, I was, I was so close to saying the office because we have to, we couldn't have this list without mentioning the office. It was an iconic show that the talking head comedy, like you have with parks and rec and with a couple of the other shows that the office was the first one to do it. And it, it's a fun way, a fun method of telling a story. I, I kind of hate cringe comedy. I kind of hate it. <laughs> so I kind of hate Michael Scott and I would never want to work for the guy ever, ever, never, ever. But I got, I love that show. <laughs> and for all the reasons <laughs> you just mentioned, the characters are really cool. The uh, Creed Creed Bratton is <laughs> super fun and weird. Daryl's great. So many so many characters in that show that make that show what it is. It's not just about the boss and uh, yeah, like we were talking about, like you were saying, the relatability of it makes that show. Cause we've been in a situation, you know, we've worked in offices before with weird, diverse cast of characters. <laughs> and sometimes the cringy Michael Scott, God, what was the one where he was doing the Chris Rock stand up? I think it was. <laughs> That's early in the first season. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is just. Uh, like, how do you not know to <laughs> not repeat that in public in the workplace? What are you doing? Everyone or, uh, laughed when Chris Rock did it. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, he'll have uh, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take when Gretzky, Michael yeah. Scott. <laughs> it's a lot of what I mean, and what he does. The thing about it is you 
you feel for him because his heart is in the right place. And yeah. as a person who who does and says a lot of stupid things, I'm like, oh shit, I probably shouldn't have said that. I didn't mean it in a negative way. I think people just it gets it gets misconstrued and 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 it makes sense, but it's still like Jesus Christ, oh my god. And the fact yeah. that he messes he messes up everything, like he's like, I'm gonna need that AS as possible, ASAP as possible. So <laughs> as soon as ASAP possible, yeah, sh- shit like that that he does is is so funny. And I mean, we all we all. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Is, is, that, is, that, is that it? Is that it? Okay. All right. I guess I'll uh, go through everyone's list here. Uh, we got me, Tom, has New Girl, Bob's Burgers, The League, South Park, Parks and Rec, Big Mouth, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, C Lab 2021, Seinfeld, and Futurama. Eric has Community, The Simpsons, Parks and Rec. South Park, How I Met Your Mother, Rick and Morty, The Big Bane, King of the Hill, Family Guy, and Scrubs. These are long lists. And Zach has <laughs> Friends, The Simpsons, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, South Park, Schitt's Creek, Rick and Morty, Cobra Kai, King of the Hill, The Office, and finally, Family Guy. Whew, that was that was a lot, guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> How do you feel about those lists? <laughs> Oh, this was a, this was an episode. This is the reason we don't do the top ten podcasts. Oh yeah. boy, yeah, it's this hard. It was just hard for me. Test. It was hard for me because I just don't watch a lot of TV in in that <laughs> sense. I, I don't watch a lot of new TV. I should say so. Creating this actually was a struggle for me. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. So for me, it was a struggle in the other way, where like the non animated had I I had probably like twelve or thirteen that I was just like, ah, oh, I don't want to get rid of any of these. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah. cool well alrighty thank you for tuning in to top 5 podcast be sure to follow us on twitter at podcast top 5 zachdale60 at tom top 5 at e shane where you can give us ideas tell us if we are crazy or even suggest a topic for a future episode if you enjoyed today's episode please rate and review us on apple Podcasts, amazon Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher or spotify Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. I like that. That was good. You know, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Michael Scott. (laughs) That's dangerous. That's a dangerous game to play. (laughs) When will I learn? The answer to life problems aren't at the bottom of a bottle. They're on TV. Homer Simpson. Exactly. Well, see you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.